0: This is the Open Edit Podcast, where two best friends discuss tech, culture, what a side ass James here. So Cher and myself will be taking a bit of a break this week to work on some more stories. But we aren't leaving you empty-handed or empty-eared. Whatever. If you've been listening to us, you may be familiar with Post Loudness, or you might have heard this little drop at the end of episodes Post Loudness. Audio on the French. It's a podcast collective that myself, Cher, and Alex Cox started here in Chicago to focus on amplifying the voices of people of color, women, and queer identified voices in radio. Which leads us to today. We recently brought on another show to the his family and that is Unlearned. Here's hosts Misha Arendt and Katherine Thornton.
1: Twitter has really been successful in social in the way that we have social movements. Like our generation have social movements. So let's take the the n- hashtags. So let's take mm-hmm. the hashtags Black Lives Matter and say her name mm-hmm. and Which just started, like, social media has brought so much attention to very serious issues like police brutality, Mm -hmm. um, racial discrimination, et et cetera, like many others. Um, But I guess, like, right now, what's the biggest topic? It's, like, Black Lives Matter.
2: Mm -hmm. When thinking about hashtags, for one, okay, I feel like they've been hijacked a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I hijack them all the time for my own causes, (laughs) but I think they're really incredible. I mean, I feel like, you know, with certain newspapers or news organizations, it's very easy to paint certain people or certain movements in a very specific light. Mm -hmm. And with the ability to post things on Twitter and use hashtags, it's a very easy way of saying like, I fit this profile or I fit this movement that you're painting this very specific you know, identification with here's me and I don't fit this at all. Like here's a way of like connecting people and not necessarily being like hashtag PSL season, you know? <laughs> like have, even though I'm excited for that, um, a way of like really connecting people through like this little, this little symbol. It's, it's insane. So the black lives matter one is really good. The say her name one is amazing. I even love the ones that are like, um I don't know if you saw the one it was like which picture would they show of me or something mm-hmm. like that yeah. where a lot of of people just kind of posted pictures of them looking extremely classy and then partying or something and being like, you know, which one of these pictures would the news outlets choose when yeah, if and, I got in trouble. And I feel like social media allows you to have a bit more
1: control over your narrative and like the narrative of the situation because the news outlets are so biased they're so biased and that's such a great example like which picture would they show Mm -hmm. like they go to your profile they see like a nice picture of you they don't care they want the picture of you smoking weed (laughs) holding up a 40 with like 14 guns in the background right (laughs) right (laughs) And that's like and they want to paint your narrative to show that you were a thug that you deserve Mm -hmm. to have been shot like they don't want to, like they're going to show a thug picture of Mike Brown not his like high school graduation picture Mm -hmm. not like they're not going to like talk about how he was about to start college and you know he was like trying to like do stuff with his life they want to talk about. His whatever he did wrong to deserve, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. deserve to be murdered even though he was unarmed. Mm -hmm. So the great like so that's like what I'm really enjoying my social media because it gives you it gives you the truth and it it gives you other viewpoints, (laughs) other vantage points and you can really like
2: really start to see Mm -hmm. what's really happening out there. Do you think that certain people or certain demographics underestimate the use of social media?
1: I would probably say <laughs> uh, older people. I don't have to say mm-hmm. older people because I don't think that they really understand the power behind it and how impactful it it has been for mm-hmm. our generation. Um, so I, like, kind of looking about how looking how activism was organized in the past a lot of so let's take the civil rights movement for example.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of people organized within your within the church, and the church was the mainstay. The f- church was the full support to organize, to like organize and bring people together and get them out, get them marching. And now all you have to do is like send out have a bunch of followers, send out a bunch of tweets saying, Hey, a protest. Hey, we're gonna do a protest at two PM at Daily Plaza. Mm-hmm. Um, retweet this, bring your friends, and you like you don't it's so there's it's so instant, like mm-hmm. before you're like, it's word of mouth, like in the nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties, it's word of mouth, like, hey, mm-hmm. meet meet at the church so that we can then plan and, like, now it's just such, a, like, an instant, like, hey, I'm going to have this, I'm going to have this, like, flash protest right now. See y'all know Nobody's
2: expecting this. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's a really interesting point about how, because I mean, when I think of social media, I, you know, I've talked to a lot of older people about it and they're like, social media, like, these, th- these types of things are just ruining youth. Like, they're destroying the youth. And I'm like, mm. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're only using it for nude pics and yeah. probably it is like rotting the mind a little bit. Yeah. Um, But I think of social media as like a relationship and it's a way of being able to have conversations and relationship with people who you're not necessarily in a, you know, close proximity with. It's a way of like extending these relationships. And so I think it's really interesting that you brought up the point about having to kind of build up these movements through word of mouth through personal relationships. But now it's a matter of, you know, being able to phrase something in under 140 characters mm-hmm. and sending it out. And then like thousands of people showing up. Mm-hmm. So in in that way, I'm like, it's pretty incredible that we've been given these tools where we can barely be able to fit it into a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> and, like cause movements to happen. Like yeah. that's just really crazy, which to me means that while a lot of different types of social media can be used for fun like there's also a greater responsibility that comes along with it as well um so i'm just wondering what you think about that like the responsibility of social media if you think that that's something you know maybe that goes too into like freedom of speech
0: blah blah blah, blah, blah responsibility <laughs>
2: which We are definitely not getting into
1: it. Because I I, I have have such conflicting views. Because, like, you know how celebrities are quote-unquote role models. Mm -hmm. And people, like, police their behavior. Yeah. Because, you know, what, like, I don't want... No one should be looking up to anyone with the last name Kardashian or Jenner. Mm -hmm. Like, period. Mm -hmm. But, but, like... Speak for yourself. (laughs) People... I'm gonna say that celebrities. I think that people need to like kind of lay off celebrities mm-hmm. when it comes to like policing their behavior, policing what they post on social media, mm-hmm. saying that they need to like take more of a stand. Mm-hmm. One thing is, ugh, I'm gonna make it like a quick exception. So Azalea Banks is always, always tweeting. Like if she's like not in a Twitter feud, she's like tweeting about cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm and sometimes making really excellent points mm-hmm. um which and its Harper and sometimes i think it's like kind of hard for her, her message to get through cuz like sometimes she does it in the most like
2: ignorant <laughs> way <possible. laughs>
1: and i'm just like girl you you're saying all these great things but just you know put it put it in a nicer package so okay so if you like so for example um what is this girl? Azilia, ba- yeah. The, I was about, I, I wanted to talk about like the Iggy, yeah, beef with Azilia, <laughs> and she's like, "Hey, Iggy, if you want to like culturally appropriate our music and our culture, then get like you like you want to be black, but you don't want to be black. Mm-hmm. You don't want to like have to talk. You don't want to have to tweet about Black Lives Matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't police brutality. <laughs> yeah." you're like tweeting and complaining that the protesters outside of your recording studio are disrupting you Mm -hmm. like how how like how foolish do you sound how foolish do you look how can you take how can you say that you love this culture Mm -hmm. if you're never gonna rock if you're never gonna ride for it Mm -hmm. so I think that like I like when that happens in social media I like when there is when someone's called out like someone Mm -hmm. like Iggy Azalea is called out because well also I ugh, I think Iggy Azalea is the absolute worst. I have thought the first time I heard fancy I never want to hear it again.
2: I'm so no, no. No. <laughs> it's so <good.
1: laughs> I just Sorry. I think that she, I've always thought that she was the worst, so I like I love when she gets called out. And I mm-hmm. I think she needs to be on a one-way flight to Australia and not be allowed to get a visa in America ever again. Like let her stay on mm-hmm. that giant rock in the south pacific (laughs) anyway
2: (laughs) Ah, you really hate that girl Mm. anyway Um, can i i want to clarify something so when i when i said you know social media comes with great responsibility Mm -hmm. i think what i mean is you know like I in no way want to police somebody's behavior of what they're saying. I think that, you know, your social media, your persona, like that is your thing. Like you present that how you want to, but I think, that when you're a celebrity or when you're anybody who has a lot of followers, you, you have to realize that you're going to influence people. Yeah, definitely. And if, you know, Kim Kardashian is like, this is my new favorite color of lipstick and yeah. it's probably going <laughs> to go off the shelves within a mm-hmm. week. And that's fine. Like if she, if that is how she uses her social media page and mm-hmm. I think that's great and that's how, what she does. But I just also think, just imagine if she was actually using social media for like a cause, you know, Yeah, like there's so much you can do with that many followers. And I, in no way want to say like, you know, you shouldn't focus on like beauty and hair and all that kind of stuff. Um, because I don't think that everybody is meant to be, yeah. you know, some kind of like civil rights leader. Yeah. It's,
1: um, it's kind of, it's kind of ironic because her husband is so militant. Mm-hmm. He's straight militant. There's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's like, straight the best militant. that's the best way to describe Kanye. And like, I, I love Kanye. We're both Southsiders. I ride for. I, I more or less ride for EA. Um, He sometimes he's up to some Tomfoolery, but <laughs> he's not afraid to have his voice heard, and he's gonna use his career, his position of power, to get some realness out there and get mm-hmm. some facts out there. So, okay, fine. I ride for you, Yeah.
2: I think I'm voting for him for president. <laughs> <laughs> I will be, but I will be working for his campaign. So.
1: Oh my god, I heard something about that
2: on the news today. They're like... um, Donald Trump is running. If people are going to vote for Donald Trump, they they might as well vote for Kanye, because at least he's more real. Yes. (laughs) Right? And he has better fashion sense. That's debatable. And his hair is better. And he has hair. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Oh my god. Um, I like her the
1: funniest thing on the news. They're like they were like talking about Kanye West's um presidency and they're like a black south side chicago person with a funny name who would vote for them
2: <laughs> they're just Barack. yeah that's like <laughs> that was like the joke <laughs> I was like, they're like uh
1: oh, <laughs> Obama i get it or
2: kanye yeah
1: so maybe more Southsiders should run for president. <laughs> what were we talking about before we got on Kanye? <laughs> we were talking about Kim Kardashian. and Then we were talking about like the responsibilities of
2: having like a uh, Twitter. Yeah. So maybe the responsibility is not the word I'm looking for. Okay. But I just, I think what I mean is that when you have that many followers, no matter what you put on your website, you're going to be influencing a ton of people. Mm-hmm. That's all I think I meant to say. <laughs> So I'm very sorry. (laughs) I'm very sorry.
1: So what do you think, like, is the role that the church plays now in activism?
2: Well, like, like, so. I think that where I was a little iffy is when it said that it's replacing Mm -hmm. active like social media is replacing certain things in the church. So I think that with the church and with religion it kind of gives you a philosophical or religious or ethical basis or foundation from what you're acting on and so i think that a lot of people are motivated to do good based off of those worldviews but i do think that i agree with you on the fact that like social media does an incredible job at mobilizing those people Mm -hmm. so i think that like the philosophical positions and like religion and those types of things do a really good job at at basically convicting people, at, at saying, you know, like, what does this person or this belief or this book tell you to do? Or what does it tell you to think about humans and life and that kind of stuff? And I think that's valuable. And then I think that things like social media are a way of saying like, Here's a lot of like minded people, regardless if you're Muslim or not religious or Christian, like this is a cause we all mm-hmm. share. Like yes. meet at this place at this time. I think that a lot of churches are still doing a really good job at mobilizing people and and getting to like, you know, getting people together to like work on these causes. But I just think that the climate has changed that now people kind of know if you want to start a movement that you just go to the internet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't even think people know how to do it in like real life anymore. (laughs) It's so like when I, I feel like when I was in school and people would be like, we're throwing this event or we're doing this, let's create some flyers. I would be like, wait, what, why are we wasting trees (laughs) to create some flyers when you know, good and well, people are just going to be like, send me a Facebook invite. Right? There is no need to be creating these flyers. So I think, when it comes to mobilizing different religious groups or just groups that have, this is going to sound bad, but groups that have like an older population, Mm -hmm. there just have to be people who can come in and be like, look y'all like, I understand you trying to just like word of mouth, this car wash to raise money for your church, but you Mm -hmm. might (laughs) really need to take to the, to the web about this, you know? Anyway, I don't know why I'm ranting on that either. <laughs> I just go so Like, my last name really, truly fits my personality. <laughs> so does my last name. Oh, no, it doesn't. Best. I hate it. If your last name what? was Worst, it would fit. <laughs> That's a Drake song. goes, Worst. <laughs> Mother... Never loved us. Anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so do you think as
1: this... As the next generation, the post-millennials come in and they start you know, doing their things, living their lives and and they're participating in activism. Like let's be real. Our generation, we don't really do church. Like we mm-hmm. it's not like I, I saw some statistics where our generation are the least religious of all previous generations mm-hmm. and we're least likely to go um to uh per to go to and practice religion. Mm. Um so, as the next generation dies out, and there's fewer pe- religious like religious people organizing, mm-hmm. what is it going to look like as social media evolves, what is it going to look like?)
0: Uh- <laughs> that was the worst.
2: <laughs> because that is such a hard question. Like I'm some kind of expert well, on social okay.
1: issues, but then also I don't you you don't have to predict the future. Yeah, right. Because um, I don't know what's gonna come. Because it's like I could have never anticipated social media and the mm-hmm. impact it was gonna play and the way that it really unites us with not only other Americans but people around the globe. So like if you're looking, um, like there are tweets from there are like tweets from. People in like Afghanistan holding up signs that are saying like Black Lives Matter, and it's um and like in various countries mm-hmm. across the world, this message is getting out to them and they're seeing it and they're they're riding with us, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's this amazing thing because it's it stretches social media stretches so much further mm-hmm. than anyone could have ever anticipated, and it's really globalized. Like as our world becomes more Global, like, more globalized, Mm -hmm. it's bringing us closer together and kind of also keeping us very Mm -hmm. far apart at the same time because we're, like, on our phones, we're on our computers, Mm -hmm. we're tweeting, we're doing status updates, we're posting, we're taking selfies and posting pictures, and we're, I mean, we're also Mm -hmm. taking pictures of... Um, like protest selfies, I guess.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Terrible.
1: Hashtag protest selfie. Protest selfie.
2: Yeah. Is my protest selfie better than yours? Yeah, there's a burning car in the background. (laughs) Like, Get out of here. But I think to talk to your point, like, obviously, I don't think that I can accurately predict what social media is going to be for the next generation just because I'm just not intellectual in that way. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just really interesting to think about like how my parents use social media versus how I use social media versus how my 11 year old little brother mm-hmm. is starting to use social media. Like my mom and my stepdad are pretty young so that they're using it, but they've, you know, they know a world where, you know, it doesn't necessarily exist. Like they know yeah. what it's like to live in the world and then be young enough to kind of be a part of it and learn it and not be left behind. I'm also kind of a part of that world where it was like in my childhood, I know what it's like not to have social media and, but was introduced to it at a young enough age where it's just Uh a part of my life now. But looking at my 11 year old brother, like he does not know what it's like to live in a world without internet, without being able to connect and play video games with like a kid across the country without like, you know, having Facebook, Uh all these things. And I don't know what, these these movements are going to look like with a population of people who know what it's like to be so connected, mm-hmm. and maybe that just means that the systems we use, the way it, the way in which we, you know, use certain things like Twitter, is going to get sophisticated, or maybe more websites are going to be created that are more sophisticated. But I, it, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. It's just I don't know what it's like to to have your entire life be so connected or to not be able to remember a time when it wasn't. Yeah. It's just, it freaks me out kind of.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like as we start like getting older and having kids, they're going to be like, it's going to be enhanced. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like one step above us. Like everything is only going to continue to improve and get more complicated.
2: We're just going to get older. <laughs> My hair's going to get gray. <laughs> Talking so much about, like, how social media just connects people so much. I want to talk about Snapchat.
1: Yes, I love Snapchat.
2: Because mm. so many people hate on Snapchat and mm-hmm. don't get the point of Snapchat. And I get that it was probably created to send nude pictures to people. <laughs> I get that. But Snapchat is incredible. Amazing. Especially with the, like, the story features mm-hmm. or where you can have the sponsored events. Yeah. So... I go on this like the little sponsor events thing every day and I feel like there's always one that is created for somewhere in the, in the world that I just don't have experience of, you know, mm-hmm. um, whether it be like somewhere in the middle East or somewhere in China or somewhere in like Africa, like there are these stories where people all in that region just kind of snap what they're doing on a daily basis. And it's probably one of the, best ways i've seen of like humanizing certain Mm -hmm. cultures whereas like you know on twitter it's like i was like yeah it's cool that you're like sending a picture of of yourself like holding up this sign but with snapchat it's like i'm seeing you like eat food with your family yeah or yelling at this person (laughs) or like there's an animal in the street (laughs) or like you're drinking a latte like it's it's incredible and i'm wondering how Things like Snapchat can be uni- utilized in these, like, ways of making movements. Not as I I don't think it's a good platform for saying, like, meet me at this place at this mm-hmm. time. But I think it's incredible at saying, like, you know, I mean, this might be offensive, but, you know, like, stop making the stereotype of all Muslims are terrorists. Like, you know, here we can clearly see this culture where... You know, Islam is so ingrained right. into it, and these people are amazing, and they're beautiful, and, they're and just like they have to live. stories. Yeah, I mean, how can we use things like that to? I mean, even like, not necessarily start movements, but like start allowing other people to tell their own stories, so that maybe we don't need movements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was also a long rant to okay. talk about how I just love Snapchat. I love I. I
1: Snapchat's amazing. I think like Snapchat's really great for so like let's say you're using Twitter and stuff Facebook for activism purposes. Snapchat's like a nice place to just like go and you can you can send snaps to whoever you want mm-hmm. or you can like post stories and it's it has this really nice privacy mm-hmm. about it um, that I don't feel like you get when when you post something on mm-hmm. the internet. I, I like the intimacy and the privacy of being able to like snap because i you and i snap each other all the time all constantly the time. we we honestly just have conversations over snapchat yeah. we send each other 10 second videos over
2: snapchat because it's so much easier than facetime it's like i don't yeah. want have to have like a five minute conversation but i like that i can check that 10 seconds whenever i want to right. <laughs> there's some control in that i like yeah. it
1: Hmm. And it's just like a nice way because I'm way more likely to like if I'm doing something fun or if I'm at a concert, you're going to see that all up in my Snapchat stories. But you will never know from my Facebook that I do anything. Yeah. You would think that I'm a hermit. My cat is
2: so lame. <laughs> yeah. On Facebook. on Facebook. But on Snapchat. <laughs> Snapchat, I'm like, this girl is live. Uh, <laughs> is that Neo? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
2: <But> seriously. <laughs>
1: So I think it's like a I think Snapchat's like a lovely for as social media goes. It's a lovely escape. It's an intimate escape. It's something you can really like share with people you really care about, and not people who are just maybe acquaintances or even people who may not know you.
2: And you know, I I love that when you're talking about the more intimate side of it, because in a lot of ways it is very intimate, and then in a lot of other ways it's just like. If you want people to be exposed to what you're doing, just put it on one of these, like, you know, larger stories and everybody's included. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You know, y'all, that means that Snapchat is not the worst (laughs) because people hate on it. It's It's mainly people who just don't know how to
1: use it. Yeah. You you need to get, like, you have to get at least one good Snapchat friend. Misha's, like, my one good Snapchat friend.
2: If you have terrible Snapchat friends, then it's like, what is the point of this?
1: There's actually no point if your friends are, like, not on it like you are.
2: Yo, I am on. I am, like, on. (laughs) I got Snapchat trophies. (laughs) I'm killing the game. (laughs) You know what we should talk about besides Snapchat and killing the game, how we (laughs) both do? Okay. Black Twitter. <laughs> yes. Black Twitter. Cause I want to be a part of it. And uh, I don't know how.
1: Where is the membership form to enroll black Twitter? How do we get it? <laughs> do we
2: need to just like hit a certain amount of good tweets? Right. Right. Like you have to get like 15 good tweets about blackness <laughs> and then you can be a part of black Twitter. Cause you know, sometimes it's like, Oh, and what, like what, how do news stations even talk about it? It's like black, this is live it's on like, black no, Twitter. Right. It's like, what? it's, it's a thing, thing but this- it's
1: like a thing a real life thing where people are the people are just like honestly they're like oh oh let me tweet this out to black twitter you know black twitter
2: can you put it on yes. your resume if you're one of the people right? though can you be like i am a contributor to black twitter like how does it work
1: i would hire you frankly
2: me you would hire me?
1: i would well someone who would be like oh, okay i'm i'm
2: huge <laughs> on black
1: twitter i'm huge on I have black one million
2: twitter. followers on black twitter <laughs>
1: it's really become like this separate entity from twitter mm-hmm. that is well recognized in white america yeah they're like I, I was watching something and they're like oh you know black twitter right and they're like there's a black twitter too <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a really kind of amazing um, phenomenon and i really it,
2: i love it yeah like black people y'all they'd be, they be going <laughs> ham on black twitter yes don't let donald trump say anything racist because black twitter well they will eat you alive eat you alive. annihilate you they they come up with some crazy they're so cool clever. hashtags too. like but sometimes they're also funny you know like sometimes yeah. it's not always political it's like you know you grew up black when you like have some burn marks around your edges. Yes. You probably got a perm. You know?
1: <laughs> like On the tips of your ears. Yeah. My mom was
2: good about it. So
1: never mind. <laughs> My mom always burnt the tips of my ears. So. Oh, that's why they look so weird. My ears do.
2: Girl. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Black Twitter. I, d- I don't know. I just think it's really incredible. I don't know how this became a thing. I don't know when this happened. Who started it? <laughs> it's a movement in itself. Yes. Who, like, who, do you really know any of the big people on black Twitter? I can't no. name any, but I just know that when BuzzFeed does an article about them, I always read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like an entity that just exists, and I don't know how yeah. to talk about it. I don't, like is the there Trinity like a list,
1: I'll, like a list on like these are the top players top on black 15 Twitter. black Twitter people. Is, can y'all listeners please send us the list of top black Twitter people? Cause we want to be them. <laughs> well, I gotta start, start tweeting. Yeah, here. I know. I actually have to be have to use Twitter. Mm. I have literally one Which tweet currently, as of today. I have like one tweet on my Twitter.
2: Aww. Oh, it's because I just don't tweet. I don't like tweeting either. How do you? Th- How do you think? Okay, let me start over. So there were a lot of people with really valid voices. Mm-hmm. Like people who have really great ideas to start movements or like reform certain things, but they're just not good with technology. What are some of the things you think help really get certain people more popular or like help them gain followers and then help them to become more influential when it comes to social media? I don't know. <laughs> That's why I threw this question out. I was like, maybe, well. you know, one. But maybe if we knew we would be on black Twitter. So I'm not sure. I think you have to be like funny or witty
1: mm-hmm. um, or have a few tweets that are like funny or witty or be like, oh, that was super clever. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'll follow you. You've clever tweets. Or you get like endorsed, I guess endorsed, endorsed will do mm-hmm. for the word that I'm looking for by like someone who is big. Whether it's like, when they like start following you or there's like or they retweet you mm-hmm. or something. And that's that's when i think you would just start gaining followers hmm. because they because they follow. is it do you ever think about like the terminology of twitter itself like no followers like lead like let's normally being a follower would be a bad thing yeah and like in, in like society in real life <laughs> irl outside of your computer outside of your phone someone calls you a follower they're insulting you <laughs> not on twitter, <laughs> not on twitter. <laughs> but then like when you say like oh yeah i have like a hundred thousand followers does it is there something kind of weird about
2: that i think it's kind of weird it's kind of it's something kind of like a little weird. army like you're putting a little army of something
1: well i mean some, also some cool. twitter armies do like get bug. like those little black little, twitter <laughs> little, like the beehive um People who like stand for um, the believers, like people like, oh. just if you say like if you're if you have any kind of relative popularity and you say something offensive about like their favorite star, they will come for you. They, they will come you. for your they will come for your head. They will come for your edges. They will not stop.
2: <laughs> you said your edges. They
1: will not stop. But the thing until is, it's you're not decapitated. Even okay.
2: Maybe this is another rant too, but what you <laughs> what you just said is so interesting to me because people get so emotional over social media. Like when somebody says something on social media and other people attack it, mm-hmm. it's like when I close my computer, like you literally don't exist right. anymore <laughs> and I can go out and drink my latte and go <laughs> shopping, and I'm not even going to think about you. But for some reason people really take this stuff seriously. And I mean, I guess you kind of had to take it seriously, but on some issues, I'm like, why do one million believers want to attack certain people and make right. their life miserable? Then you got the people who start hacking. Mm-hmm. You know what is it, anonymous? Mm-hmm. If you're listening, don't hack us. <laughs> um But like, there. Anyway, I think I just got need to take back what I just said because with stuff like anonymous and believers, they will destroy you. <laughs> That is a very real thing in a very real world. So never mind. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I wow. It's well. I guess that was a whole other level. But it, I guess it really shows how compelling what a community social media mm. is, and you can it's so like like-minded people are so accessible. Mm. It's insane. I need to find some like-minded people. I'm I'm well you're a bit more of a hater than I am so we're not completely like-minded
2: <laughs> I'm not a hater you're loving <laughs> <making> and cute
1: <laughs> you told me that if my last name was the worst and I lived up to it
2: instead of our historical fact of the day we're gonna do a historical shout out to Bayard Rustin take yes. it away Cat. Bayard Rustin,
1: dopest dude. He was at the very forefront of the Civil Rights Movement and led alongside Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., but couldn't be the face of the movement because why? he was... Well, let me tell Let me Tell let me let why. Me finish sentence. <laughs> <laughs> because he was gay. Mm-mm-mm. And you cannot be in front of a church-led movement um, as a gay man, apparently, in the Mm-mm. 1950s and 60s or now.
0: Mm-mm.
1: But shout out to him because he is a queer pacifist and we love him. May you, rest in, may you rest
2: in peace. You're dope. Dopest of them all.
0: That was episode four of Unlearned, titled Kanye for President. You can find Unlearned on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you download your podcasts. Open-ended is Cher, Vincent, and myself, James T. Green. We're a proud member of Pulse Loudness, a collective of independent audio shows hosted by people of color, women, and queer identified hosts. You can learn more at PulseLoudness.com. We also want to give a shout-out to the Chicago Podcast Co-op for letting us be a part of their network as well. If you dig this show, you very well might enjoy I disagree, But. Whitaker, Trebella, and Bryce Pulse tackle some of life's most frivolous arguments and fiercely try to teach each other why they're right we also want to give a special thanks to cards against humanity for letting us use their space production editing mixing and music is provided by myself james T. green if you dig this show which we really hope you do donate at openended.fm slash donate or if you have any kind of feedback good or bad trust us we have thick skins you can check out openended.fm slash contact the openended podcast at gmail.com or find us on twitter at openended.fm my personal twitter handle is at underscore james t green shares is at share musings we'll be back next week with a new story and until then keep things open-ended post loudness